cliffcentral.com. Good morning, beautiful people. Sanbonani. And uh, herzlich willkommen this morning. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo, what? Herzlich willkommen. You're you multiple... Um, Multiple languages early on the first day morning. Yeah. Bienvenue tout le monde. <laughs> oui. How are you, Pums? Oh, baby, it's a Thursday morning in the fastest January in recorded history. It's like the end Big of the time. Month. I mean, but I love it. I love, love, love how quickly this month has gone. It means it means it's going to be a busy year. We're going to get shit done we're gonna move forward i like it i'm very excited about 2024 in fact i'm more excited about this year i can honestly tell you looking back and we won't get into this too much because it's not that interesting to anyone who isn't me but (laughs) i reckon like somewhere in the last two and a half years maybe even three i have i've struggled to kind of get over the finish line on some things. Oh, I've just felt that. I don't know if it's true. That's just how I felt, right? Okay. So, for whatever reason, I think I broke the hoodoo last year at the end of the year, and that <laughs> now I'm feeling now I'm feeling no, I'm feeling really good about things. So, um, as propaganda says, it is time for the cacophony of jabberings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is a lot, Baba. It is a lot. Uh, Snipes is talking about Bafana in the comments. Mm. It says, Bafana qualified G and Aspumi. You were so unpatriotic last Thursday, you even compared them to the South African politicians. (laughs) Yeah. Well. Was I though? Even a broken clock. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? I, I'm uh, listen. I'm still not convinced. No, I was in uh, Cape Town yesterday for a range of meetings and things. Uh, lots of exciting stuff happening on the on the Cliff Central front, which I'll tell you about over the course of the next two or three weeks, maybe even a bit longer. Um, we're, we're doing some big stuff, and um, I'm very excited about what this year holds in that front too. But it seems that everybody is. Um, after our discussion on Tuesday with France Cronier on Democracy 101, everybody's talking about politics this week. Um, and I actually I managed to um, to bump into and secure an interview. I hope it's going to happen next Thursday with Gaten McKenzie, who you know we've been trying to get on the burning platform for a while now. Mm. And he will come into studio next week, which I'm excited about because I think it's well overdue to talk to him. Gaten sees himself as a kind of a kingmaker. And he may just be, hey? He's an unknown, untested force in places like the Western Cape. And he reckons he'll, he reckons he'll do well. Uh, I was in a meeting uh, yesterday or the day before, and somebody in the meeting said, you know, we see all of these like opposition party people, da-da-da-da, <laughs> and everyone's getting 15%. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, but we don't know if it's She says, no, everybody well, is very confident that they're getting 15%. So I think that's what everybody, that's what everybody's internal polling is telling them, I suppose. It's hardly uh, worth celebrating, right? 15%. But that would make you a kingmaker. 
15% would make you a very powerful player. It would make you more powerful than EFF mm, in South Africa. That's about, it's sitting at about 11. Mm. <clears throat> what are you drinking? Sorry, <clears throat> choking in water, but I was choking. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I think Gaten is thinking he can get somewhere around 10, but I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. I mean, who knows? So that's why we got France on this week. Mm. And if you missed it for whatever reason, on mm. Tuesday, you can go and listen to it on um, cliffcentral.com. Just look for Democracy 101 oh. and France. Always very You'll interesting. Always very interesting France's views. And they do lots of polling as well. So they are Plenty. also people to look at in terms of what they're calling. Yeah. In terms of and they, uh, they, they also... Um, what they do is is qualitative mm. polling. It's not just, you know, they don't just go out there and ask a bunch of questions of a random group of people. They very carefully select a demographically representative group of people and then they break it down by province and everything else. So it's worth having a look at. So uh, somebody says here, um, is Gareth running for president? Well, absolutely not, Ricky, because <laughs> there are already 200,000 people running for president. And what difference would I make that is more important than the difference we make here on this show? Pumi and I will not be running for president because we have this show to do. And this is more important to us. In fact, I think in so many ways, what we need heading up to this election is more independent journalists stroke broadcasters stroke information people on Online in particular, because that's the place where you already find the free people who can speak freely and tell you what they think and uh, hopefully get the thoughts of our politicians and hold their feet to the fire. So, no, not a chance I'll be doing that. Don't you worry. So, Nothing's changed on that front. There's, a, there's an account I follow on um, one of the social media platforms called So We Vote. And, mm. and they had posted a thing a couple of days ago when – well, last week when the results, when the matric results came out about the 800,000 odd young people who sat for the matric exam. And that yeah. if, if all those young people voted in one particular way, they would be the fourth most powerful party. That's phenomenal. Just the matric. 800,000. <laughs> and that's just, just 800,000 people. Just the matriculants from 2023. Wow. <laughs> if you but so you genuinely feel if you feel like you're not going to make a difference in this election you are so wrong <laughs> what was really funny about that you know the story of chinese matches right mm. billion people in china if you sold a box of matches to every one of them for mm -hmm. a dollar <laughs> Be a billionaire, which is a little bit like that calculation, right? In one respect, but it's a very good insight for all these people vying to be a kingmaker. Is that Listen, the the person, so the person we haven't ever spoken about. Maybe we should save this for the burning platform later on. But I do want us to talk about this Roger Jardine because that thing has gone out like a damp squib. And it launched like nobody cared. And I wonder what they're thinking in that in that grouping. Because I know these 
you know, there's like a group of powerful business people in this country who thought that they could just thrust a candidate upon us and we would accept it just because it was backed by big business. And really, I think people have just like given them the brown eye. Mm. Like nobody's, right? Don't you think? Mm, no one's interested. Big business. Now, where have we done yeah. this before? Mm-hmm. And where has it not worked before? Mm. Mm? Where have we anyway. done this before? Do more pa parties and independent candidates take votes from the ANC or are they just squabbling over opposition constituents? That's what JP wants to know. What do you think, Pums? Well, some may take uh, voters, but I think uh, w this is another thing we were talking about in the office, about mm. brand loyalty, right? That you're yeah. more likely to get divorced than change your brand of toy of um, tomato sauce. That you <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> You're more likely to get divorced than to change your brand of tomato sauce. And, really? And more wow. likely more likely to do it. More likely to change your religion than your political party. You're joking. And I'm trying to remember wow. the soccer. There's there's also one about a soccer team. But mm -hmm. and and we've seen that, right? We have seen people who yep. are unmovable from wherever they sit, who they they vote for, and but there are people who can change their minds. So best bet, though, is there are many many as in the eight hundred thousand young people who sat for their matric. Those kids are all first-time voters this year. Those people are votes that are yeah. Those people are votes that are available for well, independence. I, for I, I think all of, this, all of this points to an enormous amount of impetus and strength behind those who will actually be counted at the polls this year. Again, a good thing. If we're going to say that democracy means a damn thing to us, and we hope it does, the hell of a lot better than all the other systems, as Churchill always said, then let's get on with it. So I don't want us to start politics. I mean, we've already spent 15 minutes. <laughs> Ricky doing. Lowe says your backdrop looks very presidential. <laughs> no, it's just my study. I'm not, I have no ambitions for the presidency, and those flags are not national flags, I promise you. They're just family things. So... <laughs> In fact, okay, so that is my mother's family's coat of arms on that flag. Now, I don't fly it from the fucking rooftops, so it's got to go somewhere, right? And then on this side is my, my dad's. And then in the middle is a, it's a copy of a, of a Van Dyke with Charles I in it, who is my, I don't know, 12, 12 or 13 greats grandfather. And you know what's interesting about him, Pumi? Yep. Tell me all about it. That's hectic. Okay, I want to talk about family crests just now. But yes, tell me about okay. Charles. So Charles. Charles the first was this tall at the beginning of his reign. Oh <laughs> and he was this tall at the end of his reign. <laughs> you How know long why? did he reign? Did he get beheaded, uh, Gareth? Did he get beheaded? Exactly what happened to him. <laughs> Got beheaded. <laughs> Got his head cut off. That guy in that picture there got his head cut off. So, luckily, he managed to have 
some kids before that happened. So sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Where would I wouldn't be? be here. Where would we be without would, you? It wouldn't be me, but everything else would be fine. I'm sure. So, <laughs> so t- tell tell. I I don't know if I've uh, no. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about how you came to the coat of arms and to make them. So the is it a family crest coat of arms on that fla- on those flags? And how yeah, did so you those, like that, figure them hmm. out? So you, you you inherit a coat of arms from mm-hmm. either I'm the eldest son of my, my parents. So I what I do is I quarter the arms, which means I take my father's ones in the first and fourth quarter, and I take my mother's in the second and third quarter. So they they look when when you put mine together, then it looks a bit like this. Let me show you quickly. It looks like this here. There. See? Mm. So um they, they were my my mothers were registered about I don't know twenty five years ago or something, and my dads were inherited, but they're a bit older. And then my brothers look slightly different to this one because he's got a little crescent moon in the middle as the second son, mm-hmm. and my sister has uh, a little a little heart in the middle, which is called a cur in in heraldic language. So you would describe them. For example, if I had to describe my Dad's arms, this is going to sound like a, you talk about language. We opened the show with a different language this morning. So if I had to describe my my dad's coat of arms in in what they call blazon or heraldic language. Do you really care about this or I must I leave it alone? I absolutely do. Okay, so it looks like this. Uh, that's the first and fourth quarter over there, right? So you would, you would define that as follows. You would okay. say, um, per pale wavy... On the dexter, three lions passant gardent, sorry, ghouls, three lions passant gardent or on the sinister, a sprig of oak leaf proper. Overall, a chief sable charged with a leopard passant gardent proper. That's that, that's that first part. But, so, but what then, does it mean? That means, so what it is, is it's just language for describing what you see. So that means the the the, the, the coat mm, of arms is divided mm, mm. by a, a wavy um, per pale means vertically. Mm-hmm. Um, on the dexter, which is on the left-hand side, as you look at it, or if you're wearing it, it means on the right-hand side. So you remember the reason we have heraldry is because this is a way to identify people on the battlefield in the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. So you'd be able to, you'd be able to figure out who was on your side and who wasn't. So you wouldn't kill your own people, allies, and you would, and you would know which of the enemy were worth capturing. Because if you had a coat of arms, you were valuable. Um, you were, you were probably in the nobility. You probably had land. You probably had money. So capturing you would be a worthwhile thing. So in some ways it was good. In some ways it was bad. Um, and your your own men would know to rally around you and to follow your instructions because you were wearing this uh, this coat of arms. So you, so said, you said your mom's was makes, yeah yeah. What yes. Makes? No no go on. So you said your mom's so makes, ones were, were registered twenty five years ago. Twenty yeah you said yeah, twenty five. So, so these are registered with the College of Arms in South Africa, and anyone in South Africa who wants to have a coat of arms can have them. You don't have to be of any kind of fancy descent. So anybody can, and 
In fact, uh, I remember speaking to the the, the State Herald, um, who's a very interesting guy. I We've had him on the show. That. Before. I remember that. Yeah. We had him on um, Cliff Central not so long ago. He's actually written. He's fascinating. We must get him back on the show at some point. He's written two books, but they're illustrated books that he illustrated himself. Um, kids' books, which are f- really cool. Um, but he told me that when Madiba got some international award of knighthood or something, they had to develop a coat of arms for him because it had to go up in some chapel in the UK or whatever. Goodness. But he has a coat of arms. In fact, in fact um, Mandla, who calls himself now... I was going to ask uh, if you think it, Mandla looks after it. He Well, you don't have to look after it. It's there whether you like it or not. Zweli Vilile Mandla Sizwe... Mandela, who's now the, the 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 chief of Amvezo in the in the Eastern Cape, so he he has a coat of arms. You know, most presidents have to have them because it what it is, it's a seal. So this is actually my signature. I don't have to write my name. I can sign a document with this this thing because it, it's only for me. That's as I said to you. Even though my brother and sister would technically have the same one, mm. they have a slight what they call a difference. A differencing, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that that will show that that they it's actually them. So if someone sees a document with this on, they know it's from me, and they can look up that it's from me. Mm-hmm. But anyone in South Africa can go and register a coat of arms with the uh, College of Arms here, not the College of Arms, sorry, the State Herald, um, Bureau of Heraldry is what they are. They're in Pretoria, and you pay uh, a certain amount of money because then they they issue you a beautifully drawn or illustrated or painted achievement of arms is oh. what, you, what they call it. With the, with the seal on it from the State Herald, it's it's an official government document. It comes out in the Government Gazette so that everybody in the country supposedly knows about it like a law because it's a legal document, right? Mm. So that's quite cool. I, I think it's quite cool. special. That is cool. You know, you're you're in the book. I mean, I've got, uh, not in, in this room, but somewhere else here, someone's published a book of all the extant South African coats of arms. And it's interesting to see which families are in there. And first of all, first of all, they're not all white, as many people would think. There are lots of black families who have these, especially black families who are of royal descent here in this country. They all have them. And it's cool to see this stuff. And anyone can get one. You don't have to be special in inverted commas. Um, so it's a cool thing to do. It is. It sounds cool. No. Yeah. And then you wanted to ask something about my mom and her, no, her family. No, I wanted to ask about the, the, the registration. That's what you were just responding, oh, right. responding you, to. You could get yours. So if you get yours done for, you know, for your son, for example, then it's something that he inherits. And, and I think quite a valuable, cool thing that he inherits. It's not just like a sofa or a fridge, you know. they don't make those to last anymore so for a fridge it's not the same as when they made them in the 60s and the 70s now you have to get a new one every couple of years yeah no it's uh listen i've i've thought thought about it the other day i've used the same microwave all my adult life and it hasn't let me down touch wood so far that's quite good huh that is Yay, yay. time for a microwave. Yeah, yeah, that's like microwave years. Do you think that's like a hundred years? <laughs> yeah. Microwave hey, can years. we talk, listen, can we talk about Kelly Kumalo and Senzo Miyiwa? 
please can we talk about that baba yay that yes okay what 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 did you read what did you read all right so yes Here's the story in the news this morning. An affidavit by the lead investigator in the Sentamiua murder trials revealed two of the accused have confirmed to police that Kelly Kumalo was the mastermind who hired them to murder the Bafana Bafana captain. Brigadier Bongani Gnid has been testifying in the trial within a trial to determine the admissibility of confession statements by the two accused. Five men are being tried for the 2014 murder of the football star at Kumalo's home who was his girlfriend at the time. Mm. So this is like a story from two of the police officers, which no, is pretty from damning. One, from one of the police Not officers two. about the two, sus- uh, the, the two accused. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, correct. Sorry. Quite right. Sorry. Listen, the, first off, my theory i'm not moving from my theory i don't believe Mm -hmm. any of this stuff i think this don't you no i think this kelly kumalo part of the story is is just to add more confusion and hopefully to um to 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 throw this case (laughs) siri is talking to me Siri wants to be part of this conversation too, but she doesn't know what that means. um, Listen, this, you know, it it makes me so mad every time a new twist in the story happens because, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it's one more kink in, in making it a, a, an even crazier story and at the end of the day, n- the, the right person will not be found guilty. And n- and this poor, poor Senzo Meiwa what do you is mean, dead. Does that, what do you mean the right person will not be found guilty? I mean, because I have we believe, given up? Um, I, no, because I have never, ever, ever, from when the, first, from when the story broke, I have never hmm. believed the story of intruders coming into that house i right. do believe that the the shooter is someone that was in that house uh, a very specific someone uh who is the only person if you if you if you play cluedo right the person who, mm. who didn't belong who also happens to have yeah. a very powerful father uh who Who's this person who has a very powerful father? I think it's Longwe. Really? I do. And who's Longwe's father? Chikotwala's son. Of course, yes, of course. Sorry, quite right. Jesus. Well, that's a hell of a story. It, it, it is the only story that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It is the only story and that they, makes sense. Why and would, they've been gunning for Kelly from day one, right? No. I don't think they've been gunning for Kelly from day one. I think Kelly is collateral. I think Kelly is collateral Jeez. damage. Well, I mean, there are all kinds of theories. Snipes says, some say Kelly was supposed to die because her mom is a dealer. 
Some say she wanted to shoot Senzo as a sacrifice. A sacrifice. And <laughs> I've heard that. Wow. Joking Atheist says she will not go to jail. This is South Africa. She'll probably be offered the position of media minister. <laughs> media minister. <laughs> Rachel is so touched. Hey, Rachel, no one, you, you're right. Because the only people who were there in the house, none of those people, none of those people are coming forward and mm -hmm. being truthful witnesses. None of the people yep. who were in that house... None of their stories match. None of the people who were in that house, their stories match. And Tifo was yeah. right. It's a fucked up situation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Totally. <laughs> hey, KP, I forgot to say allegedly. Don't have the 500,000 rand. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, the long way version sounds plausible according to Tabo. He says Kelly called Chico first, not the police. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Someone's been shot. You yeah. don't call. You you call somebody who is all the way in Santon, supposedly. Hmm. Who gets there before the police? Who gets hmm. there before the police? You don't call the ambulance. You don't. Ah, suga. These people here. That one we are not going to tolerate at all. <laughs> at all. At all. At, at all. all. I've said, I've said. At all, at all. <laughs> at all. I love that guy. Oh, my God. All right. So that's the big, um, that's the goss. That's the tea on the streets. Yes. yes the, and it just, it, it, all of it just creates more and more. Apparently, they found pictures of Bags mm. of money on her phone, mm. a conversation mm. between her and her sister, a text conversation between Kelly and her sister talking about getting rid of Senzo. I mean, Senzo was Jesus. her married lover. Maybe she was deciding she's had enough of being oh. the south side chick. But yeah, here we are. Oh. It's unbelievable. They even cleaned the crime scene, Sandile says, right? When? Why? Mm. Mm. All right. Well, um, I think we've all got to find out who Kelly Sangoma is because that might be handy. Speaking of Sangomas, I saw this <laughs> That's on the. That's what everybody's yeah. saying. What would you ask Kelly Sangoma to do for you? Uh, who are you thinking of killing that needs Kelly Sangoma? No, I don't want to. I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> but here's here's a fun story about Sangomas. <laughs> Gogo Skoteni and her husband have called it quits. Wait. I've been single for six months, says Gogos Koteni. And the only reason I even know about this is because of uh, Simpiwe and Jane. And they told me about Gogo <laughs> Maweni and Gogos Koteni. <laughs> I, I know this. Yeah. And, all right. On a lighter note, all that tells you, that tells you about mm -hmm. Gogos Koteni's single dom, right, is that Umjolo mm -hmm. is not anybody's uh, age mate. Even the Sangoma can keep the men. <laughs> That's right. So don't bother. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your time. Ricky says, on a lighter note, Drikus arrives in one hour. Hopefully, OR Tambo will go crazy. I'm sure there'll be people there to meet him. I'm sure there will. Um, you know, South Africa loves a winner because we don't we don't get a lot of them. So we'll we'll definitely take it oh by the way dr mark from the t clinic will be joining us a little bit later on on the um 
a little preview of the T Health show that we have this morning. We're talking. Always we're going to be talking favorite. to him a little bit. Yeah, it's always good fun, and we'll talk to him about sleep because he has Dr. Allison Bentley from the. Um, she's the sleep specialist on the show today. And she was on our show not so long ago, so we'll find out what he's going to be asking her and what he thinks of sleep and, you know, all the things associated with not getting enough sleep, aging, stress, obviously fatigue during the day, crankiness, itchiness, irritability. Itchy, you know, itchiness. Stuff. No, but you know what I mean. It's like someone is, uh, when I say itchy, I mean like, directly. Oh, okay. I w- that was a shoot. No. <laughs> it's that you think that was a sign of like sleeplessness generally. Lord, I was like, what? Right. I struggle so with sleep. I you know this. I struggle with sleep. And if I have to contend with being like not sleeping enough and then being itchy too, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to open the floor to Pumima Shiho now to complain about something all of us will want to join her in a in a massive protest about. Because there are a few things that irritate South Africans more than when we feel ripped off by the shops and by the, the, the manufacturers and by particularly the food manufacturers. Mm. So Pumi's going to she's gonna bring up something that you probably haven't even noticed, but that's happened. And if you have noticed that you're already annoyed by it, so you're gonna be like, Yes, yes, Pumi, tell them about it. So Baba. I didn't realize this, I'm happy to admit. But now, even though I didn't get it at the time, now that I found out about it, I'm Hugely pissed off. Go ahead. Tell people about this. People have got to know. Dude, dude. So in my household, Inkomazi is a very, <laughs> very important and big part of the diet. My son sure. loves Inkomazi. I had to learn how to make Iputu and all of that. And and I never used to know how to make huputu because when I was younger, when I was little, growing up with my grandmother, my grandmother made Amasi for every lunch, so like Amasi, I was clear, I'm never eating Amasi when I grow up. And then I had a son. And you don't like, and you don't, and you don't like putu? No, I like pap, not to putu. Hey, Baba. <laughs> so anyway, here I am. 16 years later, this boy loves Amasi. It's one of his favorite things. So yeah. they have reduced... The two yeah. liter ingomazi to one point eight liters. So you've that lost two hundred mils, and they've, kept, that they've cup, kept the price the same. That cup of amasi, baba. That cup of amasi, and no one tells you they haven't changed the shape of the bottle. So you just like no 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 no, take your two liter, and it's not two liters, and they've kept the price. the The price has. <laughs> And I just and who what company what company is this that you are, are pissed off with in particular here? Well, Ingomazi, believe it or not, is is actually made by Danone, which is a French company. Yeah. Hey, Baba, I'm just saying, one point that cup of Amasi that you are missing from your two liter is a mm-hmm. lot. Is a lot. Of course it is. 200 mils. It's plenty. Like, it's and and I remember I remember the outrage when Cadbury mm-hmm. made its uh slabs smaller, right? When they made the slab 150 grams. There was outrage. 
I think we should yeah. be just as outraged about Amasi guys. I remember when, yeah, they had 180 gram slabs and they made them 150. <laughs> and then they had 90 gram slabs and they made them 80. Yeah. And they didn't tell us. No, they did actually, it the, no, no, no. The, it actually used to be a hundred gram slab, and then they made it ninety. Oh, yeah. and oh then, quite right. And then they made it. They eight. made it. Eight. Now it's eighty. Now eating a slab of chocolate I mean, they, doesn't feel like a slab. If they of carry chocolate. on like this, if they carry on like this, it'll be one little square of chocolate, and we'll be buying it for the same price as the slab soon. Because they keep the. Keep everything the same. They keep the shape of it. They keep so you don't even see it. And then they put the number like small at the bottom. No one's even looking. Tracy says, same with ice cream. The size of a tub of ice cream has gone from two liters to one point eight liters, and they charge you more for less. Oh, yeah, well, I make my guys. own. This is this is why we must be vigilant. These people, you must watch these people carefully. It's, Dude. Yeah, right. And proper gender says they did that with uh, crisps. It's a bag of air. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> they do. They blow air into them to make it look like it's more substantial and full. But meanwhile, the, the actual amount of chips in the packet has shrunk. Steve, Steve in the comments says they've done it with the beer because that's actually one of the things that I thought about. I thought, imagine if they reduce the size of the liquor bottles. They won't change. And they have. Uh, and... Steve has seen it, guys. Yeah. We're being yes. taken. Uh, we're being. We're being taken here. We're being taken, right. and nobody. Mm, nobody is even. People, people are furious, Pumi. <laughs> furious. I. I told you guys this is outrage, outrageous. The life that we right. are made to live. Spot on. So people are very, very angry. There is a cacophony of jabberings at that corner. Please come to silence. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's correct. A cacophony of jabberings. I'm telling you, we we must no. mount. We should we so should mount a, a, a protest, much like the French farmers. Did you see that protest with the French farmers pouring manure yeah, at, in the parliament buildings? It's the right way to do things. We, we should um, we should mount a protest because it's ridiculous. This. Well, Max Sony brings up something I saw in the news on Tuesday about watered-down diesel. Did you see this? Oh, no, they went. They found a bunch of petrol stations that are doing this. What does that mean, watered-down diesel? Well, they're adding other things to the diesel to dilute it, but it's not water. They're not actually adding water to diesel. No, I don't think that they'd add. So they're adding like a... Touch of what paraffin, but what does oh, that do to some, your so, car? Is there a list somewhere? Right. Is there a list somewhere? I need to know who these people are. Well, they they went apparently they went around to a bunch of different petrol stations and they tested their diesel and they found some of them had added paraffin among other things. Now that's terrifying because your car's engine. Just like you can't add diesel to a petrol car and you can't add petrol to a diesel car, you can't just willy-nilly go and add some paraffin. Winner. Over time, it degrades all sorts of things in the engine. It doesn't burn the same way. It's a massive problem. And Morabbit says it's mostly paraffin. You can even smell it when driving behind some cars. 
What is huh? this? What is this world we are living in? We are living in a simulation. Twenty twenty four, guys. It's a simulation. Right. It's not the real and thing. And crooks. And the people who don't care, the crooks, seem to be the only ones enjoying the life. You know, they're the ones having the best time. Yeah. They seem to be laughing their backsides off at the rest of us, making a mockery. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Anyway, um, so apparently uh, we, we're, we're just being screwed left, right, and center, Pumi. They're reducing the amount of stuff that we're buying but increasing the prices. It's just unbelievable. And someone says here, and in all of this drama, the Bajaj keeps surviving. <laughs> uh, they spelled Bajaj. Jeez, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of those Bajajes on the road, hey? Yo, every single day I go into work now um, in Joburg, I see them everywhere. People driving around in a Primus stove. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I like that. But it is a kind of price gouging, isn't it? It is. I mean, that's... That's how you. That's how you categorize this crime. You say it's a. It's price gouging. It's terrible. And what is the, and what is the competition commission doing to protect us? Nothing. What are they, nothing. What are they there? For? What are they there? For? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Here we are. Here we are with a, yeah. an entire two hundred. Do, do you know like how long the school holidays would be in my life without Amas? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you're losing an extra cup every time you buy one. Uh, so imagine if you've got a recipe that you're trying to follow and you need exactly two liters. Now you must suddenly buy two 1.8 liters just to be able to make the recipe. Right? Bullshit. I think the, That's I, what that the, is. The, the egregious thing is the fact that they, not, I, they don't tell you, but the fact that they keep everything exactly the same. There's mm. just less in the packaging, the price. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. And you know those those people who do those pack, I think they're called Tetra Pack or whatever, that do the milk cartons and all yes. of those things. They're yes. such a clever business. Because when they when they're told that it's not them who make the decision, but if they're told by the the the, the manufacturer of the product inside the pack, we need this thing made smaller, but we don't want people to notice that it's got smaller. They can just take it in by a little bit on each corner. They can just take it down a little bit in height. Mm. You won't even notice. Mm -mm. No ways. No way. Like uh, random charts that we notice mm -hmm. the, the, the 1.8 mil. Yeah. Random. Yeah. Absolutely random. And, and, and a lot of people in the comments are pointing out that uh, the egg prices that went up when there was a supposed egg shortage, remember that? <laughs> Have they come down? <laughs> the Have egg those shortage. egg prices come down? The egg shortage was a price reset. Mm -hmm. The egg shortage and was a price reset. There was just create the havoc. We're all like, oh my God, there are no yeah. eggs. And when the eggs come back, they're scarce. And now the price is up. That's it. It's never going back down. Boom. Yeah, well, let's bring, let's bring Dr. Mark in at this point because he's always telling us about nutrition and how important that is and, you know, particularly protein and how if you want a healthy body and you want to feed your, your system properly, you need to eat the right foods. And today we'll talk a bit about sleeping. But Dr. Mark, have you noticed how they're ripping us off with uh, products in the shops these days? How, how things have got smaller, prices have stayed the same, all gone up? You know, but it's any man's... Worst fear, things are getting smaller. So, yeah, Michael, I, I, I'm, 
Gareth, this is this is weird, and you know, it, it's something that's happening all over the world. Um, we we are being screwed, whether we like it or not. Nobody likes being screwed. Wow. Well. <laughs> I don't mean. I don't mean it. Okay, so let's talk about sleep let's just for talk a about second. Sleep. Oh, well, so you know what, Michael, why, we, uh, why are you today, Michael? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I just woke up. So like you, I'm still not awake no. completely. Um, I promise you, I'm not Michael. I put my show, my name is on the on the, the show. There you can yeah, see it right there. You know what, I, I, I've done anatomy in Braille, so my reading has gone bad. Um, I've decided <laughs> to talk about sleep because it's something in my practice that's pervasive. 80% of my patients, when I ask them this question, when you wake up in the morning, are you refreshed? Answers, no. And the second question when I ask them is, do you snore? And the majority of them say yes. Now, I've asked Dr. Alison Benke, she's a sleep specialist, to join me on, on our show this morning to talk specifically about what sleep is and why it's so incredibly important for us not to only get enough sleep, but to get good quality of sleep. But Doc, uh, so we had Dr. Alison Bentley on a while ago on, on the show, and I'm, I'm pleased that she'll be speaking to an expert with you there in the room. And I think when you, when you mentioned snoring, you're hinting at sleep apnea, right? And that's a major problem for a lot of men. And and snoring, of course, is is a terrible thing. And I know someone whose husband died. He he died during the night what? because he couldn't breathe properly. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I, I I think people think only about sleep apnea, and that's where you stop breathing for a certain amount of time um, during each hour. Uh, yes, it's. It's bad. Uh, sleep apnea is associated with an increased risk of cardiovascular disease, of diabetes, of cancer, cognitive decline, kidney function and kidney failure. But people really don't understand that we have different types of obstructed breathing during sleep. In my practice, I ask the patients, what happens if I choke you? You know what? You will pass out. Um, eventually, you will die. But that passing out first is something that we forget. Your people, uh, most of us don't know that breathing is an autonomic reaction. It doesn't involve the brain. So during sleep, when brain activity starts slowing down, your spine is responsible for breathing. It happens automatically. But if your saturation, the amount of oxygen in your blood starts dropping because you're not breathing properly or because I'm choking you, the brain mm -hmm. needs to start taking over so that you can gasp. So you start disturbing your, your sleep cycles. Now, these two distinct cycles of sleep or stages of sleep you have um, non-REM sleep and REM sleep, I mean, each one of them is associated with a specific, specific 
thing that happens during sleep. We make memories, we learn, we purge information, all during different stages of sleep. So if those cycles are disturbed, it has an effect on brain function. Our immune system, which recuperates and regenerates and is activated while you sleep, starts declining. Your emotional state, when it comes to depression and anxiety, um, starts activating. Uh, this increases it. Um, so many of us at the moment battle to manage stress. And the cornerstone of managing stress is getting good sleep. So this is, this is not just the emotional and the fatigue side. It's, it's also the detrimental effect on every single system in the body, specifically the cardiovascular system, the kidneys, and then your immune system. So, and what's your view on medicated sleep? You know, so taking, uh, you know, suppressants so that you can sleep. You know what, to me, as, as someone that's been battling with insomnia since childhood, um, I'm, I'm absolutely an advocate for sleeping aids, whether it's a sleeping tablet, whether it's medical grade CBD, and I, I, you know, I do call it medical grade CBD, I'm not calling it kitchen cannabis, um, for one simple reason. If I can't sleep, I cannot function. And the amount of anxiety that I personally have developed over the years of not being able to sleep is debilitating. Um, I have been taking the same sleeping tablet for the past 28 years, the same dose, and that makes me sleep well. Um, so that I can function every day. Um, a lot of practitioners wouldn't or, or do not like to give uh, sleep aids in the form of sedatives or um, any kind of sleeping tablet. But you know what, I think a lot of them are people that has never battled with sleep. Medication is indicated and they, it's effective if you use it correctly for the correct indication, um, people who become um, addicted to sleeping tablets use it for other stuff. You know, they're using it during the day to, to change their moods and to change um, emotion. And that's, that's where the problem comes in. Mm. And, and how, how long is a decent night's sleep? So, on average, for adults, seven to nine hours for the most of us. Wait, it's what? very interesting. Seven to Too nine much. hours. Yeah. How many of us get seven to nine hours sleep? Yeah. That's actually how much we need. So many of us think that we can manage with five hours of sleep. Um, it's, it's really not enough. Now, the very interesting thing is that women actually needs more sleep than men. I'm not going to tell you why, because um, you know what, every single man will, man will refute this. 
Because um, men are exhausting. Need more of their brain, so they need more sleep. It's actually been proven. So, you know, if you ask any guy, he's going to deny that. Just hang on. Most women use, use, less for men men use more. So, you hang know, on. I think they have less brains. Men, men use more of their brain, so they need more sleep. Women need to use oh. more of their brain because apparently they multitask. As I said, again, any man would say, don't believe that. Um, the doc, I mean, that would, no, for me, that would mean I, I would have to go to sleep at some unbelievably early hour, which I can never do. Exactly. Uh, this is the problem. What about, so what about if you split your sleep yeah, up? Broken. Let's say you sleep, Perfect. Let's say you sleep, for, you sleep for five hours um, at night and then you, you, you force yourself to have like an hour's nap during the day. Does that help you? Absolutely brilliant. The, the trend now in Europe specifically is to create environments for people to have uh, a quick nap somewhere during the course of the day, somewhere between 20 yes. to 40 minutes. And oh. yeah, when, when you start doing that and you've trained your body, but it takes training. It's not it's not about, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lie down and sleep and then wake up. You, you literally, there's a set time every day where you go into a space that's set up for good sleep. In other words, it's a dark, quiet, cool room. And you, you get on the bed, you sleep for 30 minutes, the alarm goes off, you get up and you carry on with your day. It takes training to get that routine going but once you have that routine the benefits of it is far-reaching um especially on productivity and on mood yeah you mentioned a nap sorry sorry poems you mentioned a nap during the day is amazing is always amazing if you can find a quiet space and the 30 minutes i think yeah um, but you mentioned also you mentioned cool so do we sleep better when the temperature is slightly lower? Oh, absolutely. But the ideal temperature for a bedroom is somewhere between 16 and 20 degrees, more, more closer to about 18. Okay. That's, that's wow. why most of us sleep so badly in summer. Most of us who don't have um, access to air conditioning sleep so badly in winter. The body needs to mm. cool down itself. Um, when you sleep, a lot of your physiological processes slow down. They don't stop, but they slow down. So it allows us to drop our core temperature a little bit. And if you can help that with the environment, um, often sleep problems is related to not only sleep hygiene, but sleep routine. So I force my patients who sleep badly to... Yeah, yeah, cell phones. I force my patients to do the same thing every night. And I tell them, you know what, whether you're doing this at seven o'clock on a cold winter's night or four o'clock in the morning after a, a massive party, you do the same thing. Um, if your routine is that you go and shower, you brush your teeth, you find the cat, you throw it out, you take your tablets, you get into bed, you read your book. Uh, you, you sleep, you signal the brain that I'm sleep is coming. 
what what a lot of people tend to do is they work too late and or they exercise too late and you know when you have a lot of endorphins you've given the brain new information that it has to process and you know you can't go to sleep most people have either a tv or a ipad or a laptop or a phone somewhere with them in the room and that's yeah. just an absolute no no you know what um, it's not only about the blue light that you keep on stimulating blue light mm -hmm. by the way stimulates cortisol which is what we see right. first thing in the morning um, when the sun comes up that light that is there is what starts spiking our cortisol levels to wake us up um, we need dark red light to trigger melanin um, and melatonin right. and melatonin is what actually puts us to sleep so by creating sleep disturbances you create um, dysfunction and uh, imbalance in your hormone cascades everyone follows on another one we've spoken about it on on my show at length about how we um, create our own hormone imbalances which will lead then to the sexual dysfunction, the weight gain, uh, the yep. diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, it's a big problem, this, this, this not sleeping properly. And, and then you did mention earlier that, you know, snoring affects the, the, the man who snores. Sometimes it women snore everybody. as well. It everybody. But what about... Well, this, this is it. What about the partner? What about the person who's sleeping in the bed with some dude who's snoring the whole time? And yeah, she can't. I, I, sleep, I have that know? on a nightly basis. And, you know, we have a, we have a rule that um, if we've been out um, and we've had a couple of drinks, my partner, Stefan, snores like a hippo on heat. Um, and then it's it's you don't even get the chance to come into the bedroom. You sleep somewhere else, because I battled to fall asleep, and you know what? He just puts his head down and he's gone. Um, so the noise, uh, 100 decibels. It's, it literally sounds like a Harley Davidson next to me. There's no way that you can get a good night's sleep because number one, you've had some alcohol, which is not great for sleep in the first place. And mm -hmm. number two, there's noise, which, you know, what no one, no one needs when they are sleeping. So, you know, what there's, there's a reason people actually sleep in different bedrooms because it enhances sleep, especially if you have a partner that's noisy yeah. next to you. Right. And uh, th th there's a good argument for, for couples to uh, consider if they have this, this particular problem, uh, consider sleeping in separate bedrooms. Because it might be the solution to keep the marriage going perversely. Um, yeah, not absolutely. You know what? I, I take what, what we do. Our biggest fights that we've had <laughs> and all the time that we were together was the fact that he snores and I can't sleep. And, and, uh -huh. and what about, you know, the, there's those mouth guards and dental dams or whatever. Do those help with snoring? You know, in terms um, it's all about the positioning of the jaw. So as you sleep, you know, but the muscles in the jaw and in the throat start slackening and, you know, it can fall back, creating more of an obstructive uh, barrier there. 
So sometimes they help, but for a lot of people, those things are actually so uncomfortable um, that you know it, it 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 prevents them from sleeping. And again, it becomes a training thing. You have to train yourself to sleep with us, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the same for people who need to go on to continuous positive airway pressure, the CPAP machines, whether it's a mask yeah. or whether it's cannulas, these things are uncomfortable. So it takes training and dedication for you to, to use them effectively and um, you know, for you to get the optimal benefit. In my practice, I, I refer so many of my patients to Dr. Bentley for evaluation and uh, ultimately for treatment. And, you know, 20% of those patients that we want or that we need to put onto um, CPAP devices just, just can't. Uh, you know, they find it way too intrusive and it actually makes their sleep worse. And then we need to try and find other ways of, of managing this. So, you know, when surgical intervention starts becoming an option, positional changing of the beds becoming an option, but we'll discuss that with her a, a little bit later on the show. Well, that's fantastic. And you can you can listen to the conversation between Dr. Mark and um, Dr. Alison Bentley a little bit later on, on the T-Health show. Doc, don't miss it today, Thursday, 9 a.m. And if you don't get Thanks, it then, guys. you can always listen. Always listen to it later as a podcast. You don't want to miss this. It's really important stuff. And get your sleeping right. Your whole life will improve. Absolutely. Thanks, Doc. Very good. We will be back good in day. just a moment. Thank you and you. And we will be back with a burning platform. That's coming up next. Cliffcentral.com.